When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, we're calling all lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop, premium cigars in Jackson, I-55 North, Havana Smoke Shop, and across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir. Rocky Patel's, Oliva's, Monte Cristo's, Drew Estates, all the wonderful, delicious cigars, La Florida Minicana's, Havana Smoke Shop, two locations in the Metro area for game day and grilling and all the fun stuff that we do somebody just asked me about ohio state i do have some thoughts i said it three times in august and i'll get to it in just a second because they very well could get replaced in the college football playoff by texas or florida state um i don't think miami's got enough but we'll see Uh, but before that we're also brought to you by the number one commercial and industrial roofing company in mississippi independent Roofing Systems, roofing.ms, roofing.ms. What did I say over the summer? What does Ohio State have at the tackle position? If I'm Ohio State, I would be very concerned because when you're a blue blood, you need to be scoring crazy points, okay, against, you know, breakfast sandwich you, and they have not. What, they dropped 20 on Indiana and 35 last weekend? That's not Ohio State. That's where they score 45 and 60. Something's up. Do they have time? Yes. We're talking about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Have a few weeks to figure it out. But you can't score. Indiana's not any good. They're not. They haven't been good. They weren't good last year, the year before, the year before. And according to the metrics and the coaching you know, ratings, they don't have a good staff. And then they played um, Turkey Sandwich Tech last week. <laughs> These are getting good. Who? The, Who was it? Uh, they played Youngstown. See, I told you, that's where Jim Trestle used to be. Yeah, Youngstown State. I mean, I, surely he's not still there because I think he became the president. Uh, you talking, talking about a hell of a football coach? Before we started, like, before these firm, like, Bartu started being able to grade coaches, you're talking about a heck of a football coach. One of the best. Jim Trestle was a freak. And how fundamentally sound was Ohio State? 
from whenever he was there, 2000, 2001, to when he, what did he get run out for? Tattoo Gate and Terrell Pryor? It was something silly. But he lied about it, I think. Kind of like Bruce Pearl at Tennessee on the barbecue sandwich and having the the cookout at his house. Um, but, it, uh, hey, Jim Trussell, hell of a coach. Now, here's the deal. Ryan Day's a good coach, but they're not scoring points like they usually do, which tells me something's up. And it's probably on the offensive line. They have plenty of talent. Marvin Harrison Jr., da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Four-star, five-star, four-star, five-star, four-star. You know. Um, but if Ohio State's out, it does give Michigan... I, I, it's early. Ohio State may get this thing worked out. Uh, we keep saying that. But you've got a few weeks to get it worked out. There are a lot of people in the business who don't believe that you have the whole season. You know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, when they played last year in the battle for the Golden Egg, Jason... They kind of who they were who they were six weeks before. It's just part of it. Um, is it a myth that you improve light years from game one to game two? I think so, but whatever. It sounds good. And it's been a coaching cliche and a media cliche and a happy hour over ice cold Michelob Ultras for years. Um, I think it's what you want. Of See, course. there's a difference yeah. in life. Of course. We we do a lot of we say some we say what we want, but it's not anywhere close to reality or mm. what actually happens. And anyway, back to Ohio State. If they're out, we'll see if Michigan takes advantage, and they may not. Ohio State in the next two to three weeks may figure this thing out. Boom, they're a powerhouse. Ohio State at Michigan Thanksgiving weekend could be amazing. I hope it is. Um Maybe one of those two teams get through, but watch out for Florida State and Texas. George is in. Unless they screw up at Tennessee and then also trip up against Bama or LSU in the SEC championship game. But we've got a bunch of play-in games. We had one Saturday night and Texas won. Bama's almost out. They would have to run it and win the SEC championship game to make the college football playoff. Can they do that? I don't think so, but they could. Florida State, watch out with that schedule. I mean, the ACC, that is a, that's a good league to be really good in, especially now that Clemson's taking a step back. Oh, no doubt. Now, I know Miami won last weekend, but settle down. A&M... You know, it's a great win for Mario. And it's a great win for those young men who work their tails off like all these other teams that we talk about. But I'm not ready to go there. I think Florida State's for real. I need to see some more from Miami. Mm. Texas looks for real, and that was almost a beautiful catch right there. And Quinn Ewers put it right in his hands again. That could have been another touchdown right there. Third quarter, six minutes. Look at this. He's got so much time in the pocket. Oh, beautiful throw. Would have been a touchdown. He should have had it. Yep. He should have had it. I know he was covered, but he but he should have had it. It's a pretty, pretty throw. Um, and if, Quint, if Quinn Ewers is going to stay healthy and play like that, then Texas has a heck of an opportunity. Oh, man. Wide left, baby. 
Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We will have Ross Dellinger, SI.com, coming up at 9.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Favorites.com, F-A-V-E, favorites.com. Get a quote in four minutes or less. Let's go to the uh, text line. Mr. DX says Tattoo Trestle. He's talking about Jim Trestle and Tattoo Gate with Terrell Pryor. There may have been a couple other players, but nobody cared about that. At that time, Terrell Pryor was a big, big deal in college football. Overrated as a quarterback, but, but you know, hell of an athlete, big, strong. I watched him play, actually, Jason, in at Penn State. Mm. I went to the Ohio State-Penn State game at Penn State, and Terrell Pryor started that game for Ohio State. And Jim Tressel coached circles around Joe Paterno and the Penn State staff. I mean, circles around them. Jeez. Yeah. Um, And nobody wanted to score. It was a typical Big Ten game. Uh, Stadium was packed. I had a great time. And and Tressel was just going to work you and work you and work you until you made a mistake. And Penn State didn't have near the staff. Joe Paul at that time, let's just say that was 2010. Oh, so he was on the on the way down. Yeah, this is yeah. before the scandal, but he had not, you know, nobody. Well, I'm sorry, I was going to say people knew about the scandal at State College, but but not. I didn't while I was in the stadium and, and there all weekend. But Terrell Pryor made a, a run late in the game, and that was the dagger for uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Lions, Lions, Lions. All right. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Let's go lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. They have delicious burgers, all kinds of toppings, all kinds of specialty burgers for you at Bulldog Burger. Their bar is cool. You can sit outside. Feels good. Weather is cooperating. I think the uh, the Junction and the Grove will be a lot of fun this weekend, especially for a September game. Go get it. Congratulations, Ole Miss and Mississippi State alums and fans. Really nice weekend of tailgating. Ross Dellinger, 930. Man, man, man. Good morning. Welcome in. Woo. Big board brought to you by the Charbroiled Oysters at Drago's. Drago's, Drago's, charbroiled oysters. Fred Smoot's favorite. I gotta get Smoot on the phone. I texted him a couple of weeks ago. Um, we'll figure that out. Sometimes he's, you know, weird. Um, and I know he was in training camp with the com, uh, commanders. I almost said the Commodores. That's funny. <laughs> what? Anyway. Great, great group. The Commodores? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Vanderbilt. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was like, are they? Uh, are they good? <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah, the charbroiled oysters, uh, seafood gumbo, 
fried shrimp or oyster po' boys. Drago's on the property of the Hilton Jackson County Line Road. Woo. Man, man, man. So Bama loses um, over the weekend. And, uh, I mean, is Nick Saban on the hot seat? <laughs> you couldn't finish that with a straight face. No, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. These people were acting like idiots. Um, first non-conference home loss since 2007. First non-conference home loss since 2007. I think they lost to La Monroe. Jason, will you check that for me? Nick Saban's first season was 2007. That's the last time they lost a non-conference home game. First double-digit home loss since 2004. I don't remember who was there then. Uh, Francione? I don't think Shula. Or maybe Shula. Yeah, maybe Shula was there then. Golly, they hired Mike Shula. And it came down to Mike Shula in slack room. Wow. I could go find a dog outside Make a better hire. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a twenty-one fourteen La Monroe. Okay. Wow, La Monroe. Isn't that amazing? The next year he was in the SEC championship game and they lost to Tebow and the Gators. And the next year they were in the SEC championship game and beat Tebow and the Gators and won the national championship. How about that? What a turnaround. Dude. La Monroe lost. Lost to Slacker room. Lost to Tuberville. I think they ended the season on a four or five game losing streak his first year. Because they started off like five and one and ended up six and six or something. And year two, SEC championship game, lose to Tebow and the Gators. Tebow and the Gators go on to win the national championship. The next year, rematch, Bama Saban, Florida Tebow Meyer. Saban prevails. Tebow cries on the sideline. Bama goes and wins their first national championship under the mighty, mighty Nick Saban. And they just got humiliated over the weekend. How about that, Jack? They got humiliated. I mean, Bama doesn't get embarrassed or humiliated at, at home. They got dominated up front. They got dominated between the headsets. And... Um, I know they had a lot of mental miscues. The offensive game plan with Milrow was weird. Uh, you know, don't play to his strengths. Odd. You know, do we have a drop back passer? What, what are we doing? Um, and 34-24. And yet they could they could run it and, and face Georgia and Atlanta. Or, you know, they may stumble again or twice. I I don't, I, you know, the West looks kind of weird right now. I, I, I can't. It's early. Can't really, right, right, wrap my brain around it yet. I mean, uh, I think LSU will will be really good. <sighs> After that, mm, ooh, eesh, it's like Taco Bell. Ugh. Whoa, you know, A and M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Auburn, Arkansas. What have I got? Anything special? I mean, do I have a a, a ribeye medium rare from Kessel Prime in there? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, 
we still got a couple more games, don't we? Of and, course. Yeah, I mean, now if if you are what you are, and I, and I tend to agree with with Bar Two on that, uh, and there are exceptions, but um, if you are what you are, you've only got a few weeks, Jason. So, you know, you've got time. But at the end of September, if that's who you are, then we got we got to get this, you know, people got to get the grill going. Kiffin, Arnett, Jimbo, Breeze, and uh, Sam Baby, Pittman. God, did KJ drop a dime in that game uh, over the middle in triple coverage? That was a beautiful pass by KJ Jefferson. My, I, I know they were playing um, Jason's school of dentistry, but come on. <laughs> Dude, that guy's talented. I can't figure. I mean, I know he's talented. Okay, I, I know that. I know he's a good player, really good. You know, and he can do some things. Um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, exactly how accurate he is, but he can make some throws. He he can make, but but with his legs, he will. He'll hurt your feelings. You know, drop back, let him kind of sit there and pump fake a couple times, and then let him tuck it and run over your outside linebacker. That feels really good. Um, or even worse, like a corner or a uh, maybe not a strong a free safety coming up and getting some of that that knee and that thigh. Yeah, Woo-hoo. dude, it's so demoralizing as a fan to oh, watch like man. one of your one of your best tacklers come up and just get shoved to the ground. Just boom! <laughs> wow! But uh, he threw an absolute dime against roast beef tech on Saturday. Triple coverage too. He just went. Ah, I'm just gonna throw it right here. Just drop it beautifully. Um, so I don't know what we have, but we may know in three weeks. You know, I, I, I'm still yelling at Bartu, but he's like, you don't, you don't get better in October, November. It's rare. You are, you've got to get better in September because October one, you are what you are. Damn it, Bartu, stop ruining it for me. I want to bleed. No, man, we get better I, October seventh, fourteenth, twenty first, twenty eighth. November 7th, 14th, 20, you know, he's like, no, I hear the numbers. And then I'll go back and look at him. I'm like, dang it. You know, he's like, your, your offensive and defensive scoring efficiency, 90% of the time stays the same. He said, there are Ugh. exceptions. Lane last year, Ole Miss drew such an easy schedule that after that seven game run, Ole Miss was 11th in offensive scoring efficiency. You know where they finished? 50th. He said that does not. I mean, that's a. He said that's a terrible swing, but right. that does not happen often. That is that is the exception, not the rule. Jason, the show is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Uh, Dr. Graham Calvert's going to join us tomorrow in studio. One of the outstanding physicians with Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. We're going to talk some shop. I think we should get him to pick some games. Don't you, Jason? Oh, I would love that. Okay. And pick some games, a few college. You know, Dak and the Cowboys played the Jets this weekend after the Jets got a, an amazing win over the Bills after Aaron Rodgers went out on play four. So now we got Cowboys-Jets. Poor Jets, because Zach Wilson's only touchdown was uh, supposed to be an interception. Because I, I don't know if you saw what Garrett Wilson did. He grabbed the ball from out in front of the corner and pulled it in for the touchdown. You think he's any good? Eh, 
He's on my fantasy team. He better be. You know, the wide receiver talent we have on this planet right now is filthy. Absurd. It, it It's... How deep is the NFL? Has it always been 33? like 33? Yeah, but now people actually use them. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. I grew up and... I mean, it, everybody hit each other in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got other things to do. I want to go do something else. It's like high school football in 1984. Boring. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. Brand new store, I-55 North in Jackson. Napa Auto Parts. Get up and go. We're powered by Napa Auto Parts and their brand new store, I-55 North in Jackson. Rewatching this game, Texas Bama. Got to give it to Texas. They had not done that in a long time. Going and doing something like that. Steve Sarkeesian had never done it. Never had a big win. At Washington with the Washington Huskies, Southern Cal, or at Texas. And he gets a big W on the road against Alabama. What does it mean? Well, means Bama can't lose again. And it means if, uh, well, you know what? Jason, Texas actually make it lose. Still go to the Big 12 championship, win it. And at 12-1, and one, they're still in. But if they're clean all the way through, we all know they're, they're in. Oh, no doubt. They're in. So. Um, Is their next, I mean, their toughest game They got game Big left? Wyoming next. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also, I mean, their the biggest game left is what, OU? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oklahoma. Uh, is there any it good? It is a losable game. I, well, I say that. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that it is. But, um, you know, that game, who knows? Who knows? Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Your SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by Canon Nissan in Jackson. Let's uh, let's talk about the Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Rogue. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, stop by Canon Nissan in Jackson. Test drive the Nissan Rogue, um, the Nissan Pathfinder, all new body style, or the uh, Nissan Maxima. Uh, Ross says, give him two minutes, and. He's he'll be ready. So we'll call Dellinger in two, maybe three minutes as he's wrapping something up. He said he was on some conference call. I don't know how that's more important than being on this show, but whatever. <laughs> um, whatever. Hey, did you see the Derek Carr thing with the Saints where he called the go route? Yeah. And told the receiver and the coach what he wanted to do. I love how how he said to Rashid, he said, just run. Run. <laughs> run. Right. That was uh that was great. I was glad to see the Saints get a W and, and Derek Carr make that play. That was that was cool. Your SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Beautiful sports book. Full bar. 
Uh, they've got a restaurant and grill in there, new menu, and then they've got Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. So here's what you can do for the weekend, this weekend, any weekend football. You can play golf. You can go to the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, and then you can hit Philip M's, which is an old-style Vegas steakhouse, and I love it, with a great bourbon selection, fantastic steaks, and the calamari is wonderful, too. And they have Wilderness Trail bourbon, which is one of our new bourbons on the show to go along with Russell's Reserve and Long Branch. Part of that wild turkey portfolio that we're excited to be partnered with. Uh, we welcome in Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, Ross, they are not doing well in Tuscaloosa and... It looks like they've got a lot of issues and problems. I don't know if you press the panic button. It may not be DEFCON 1, but I kind of feel like it's DEFCON 2. How do you see it after the weekend? Well, that game was certainly something that uh, uh, was, was different than we've seen in the past. That one felt that one felt different than a lot of the other losses um for one it was i mean it was probably outside of the clemson game in the national championship in 2018 when when they beat alabama pretty bad um it was it was probably the most outplayed it feels like that alabama was um you know when hugh freeze coached at Ole miss and they won those back-to-back games there was one of those games that kind of felt like that too but not to this degree, I feel like. They got outplayed. God, it almost seemed like they got outplayed at every position. Um, on the lines, uh, they didn't get any pressure, and they couldn't block the, the front of Texas. At the quarterback position, certainly. Um, at, at receiver, <laughs> they seemed to be inferior. So it was like you just going to go down the line. Um, in, in Alabama, it seemed like the jerseys were reversed, you know, Um and that's kind of shocking for a team that's uh, been so good for so long. But we, we've kind of been seeing this coming, right? Like, I think it started kind of slowly in 2019. And then they had that, that COVID year, that undefeated year. Uh, and then, then we, kind of, we kind of saw some of the issues in the last two years, 01 and, and 02, or, or 21 and 22. And, and we just kind of saw it all come out there, which is, which is a uh, a team that is more undisciplined, you know, than we've seen in, in the past. I mean, at home, they had 10 penalties, I think. Uh, I saw that. And pre-snap. And then the lines just, you know, not being as physical, especially the defensive front, not being as attacking and aggressive as we've seen Alabama in the past. Uh, and then the real game changer, which they had the last two years, right, was that quarterback in, in this year. They don't have that savior to kind of uh, kind of mask the other issues, and in, in we saw that play out. Uh, it's early. All these teams in the SEC have taken non-conference Power Five losses, and people are love, loving it around the country. I get it. They they love to hate the league, but um, you know, I guess the question is how many. How many roadblocks do you think are in their way still in in the West and then also drawing Tennessee from the East, Ross? Yeah, um, you know, I I think that uh, 
as you said, they they have Tennessee. I mean that that is a that is a home game at least. Um, and then and then they have LSU. That that's at home as well. Uh, but looking at you know those two games are obviously going to be probably the most difficult. Um, but you know you look at even the last game of the year is the Iron Bowl, and that's on the road at Auburn. Um, so those are those are three pretty tough games. And the Alabama I saw, you know, the game at A and M is not going to be some cakewalk either. Uh, and at home against Ole Miss in two weeks, uh, so that I, I would be pretty surprised. You know, if, if Alabama didn't lose another game, um, that would that would shock me. So I think I think they lose another game, if not a couple, um, and uh, and you know probably are not in Atlanta this year. And and if it if it piles up too much in the loss category, yeah, you you know you kind of wonder about this dynasty um, that is going on. You know, we we haven't in really college football history. We haven't ever seen a dynasty like this no. uh, where it's six uh, or seven. Yes. Is it seven now? <laughs> I lose track. Uh, championships in a span of, you know, 13 years or 12 years. I mean, it's just crazy. We just haven't seen that kind of run ever. Usually there's spurts of three to five years like Clemson's, you know, from 16 to, 10, to 19 or 20 or so. Um, we haven't seen it over like a 13, 14 year period like we're seeing it. Um, and it, cause it, and why? Cause it's, it's very difficult and it seems like it's kind of fading a bit. Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. As far as the, the best four teams right now, it could change Georgia, Florida State, Texas. Or would you agree with those? And, and who would you add? Yeah, Georgia, Florida State, Texas um, are, are certainly a, a good group. Uh, you know, I do a top 10 every Saturday night after the game. So my top 10 is a little different than most. Uh, I don't look at the past. I don't look at past results. I don't look at preseason polls or anything like that. So it's kind of like what you've done for me lately, what you've done so far. It really rewards those with a, you know, difficult schedule. Um, and I don't even have Georgia in my top 10. I know GASP. Um, because they haven't even played a uh, Power <laughs> 5 team yet. Uh, that's riled up a lot of people. But I think you got to put, you know, I think, honestly, you, you got to put a team like uh, like Notre Dame uh, in Washington up there, too. Um, they have uh, – Washington looks really good. Again, they haven't played the, the the toughest schedule either, and either has Notre Dame, although I think going to NC State and winning like they did, rain delay and all that this past weekend was, was a, a strong performance. But – uh, I would put Washington um, in in Notre Dame uh, with that group that you just mentioned. And hey, old Colorado, um, you know we'll know a lot about them in a couple weeks when they go to Oregon. And I'll be there for that game. I'm pumped oh, to go up nice. there for the first time, and that'll be that. We'll know a lot to see if Colorado is more like a top twenty team or a top ten team. So you haven't been to Eugene. I have never been up there. No, I've never been in the Pacific Northwest in general. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I might go visit the University of Washington, Seattle, uh, up there as well after the Colorado game. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to take a gander around. It's a good time to go visit because I think Oregon is Oregon is a solid team, but Washington looks really strong. 
So what's what's the bigger story right now? Coach Prime or Sarkeesian in Texas going to Bama and, and getting the win and Sark finally getting a big win for the first time in his three stops at Washington, Southern Cal, and Texas? Uh, well, I, you know, I think you've got to uh, – You got. it depends on what you look at, right? I, th- I think if you look at, uh, from our vantage point in the media, if you look at, uh, like, readership and, and traffic and what people want to read, boy, that's an – that's an easy answer, right? I mean, any story with Deion Sanders in it uh, is going to get more read than pretty much anything else. Uh, it, it, so he, in a lot of ways, he's the story uh, of, of college football. He's the most interesting story right now in college football. He He's kind of turning everything we've known or seen with college football coaches He's kind of turning it on its head, on its, on its side. Um, he's doing things. He's saying things. Uh, he's structuring things like we haven't really seen. Um, so certainly uh, it's it's him, I think, and it's Colorado. However, uh, I, I do think that Texas is probably the better team, right? I, I think that uh, – I think the Longhorns have the better, the better team. But uh, we'll know a lot more about that in the next uh, – the next couple of weeks, okay. you know, we've never we've never had a star like this as as a college football coach, Ross. Because pre two thousand, you couldn't really be a star just because of platforms and access, and it just wasn't pushed out to the masses on a daily basis. Whether it's what you do, I do, all the other mm-hmm. all the games on TV. I mean, look, Bear Bryant, Switzer, Spurrier, they were big, but. And then you go to the 2000s, and Pete Carroll was a star for a few years. Urban was a star. Saban. But, man, we have – this guy's an icon. We've never seen anything like this. Do you agree? Correct, yeah. Um, I, it's it's uh, it's hard to compare with, with anyone. In fact, you know, as I'm trying to do it uh, – and you mentioned some names there. As I'm trying to do it through the years, the one that has come back to me – come come to the forefront, I guess, when I was thinking about this recently, was Spurrier. Um, you know, he he uh, he started at Duke, right, a place with little to no kind of history, especially at that time in the late 80s. And he won there, right, like Dion kind of won big at Jackson State. Uh-huh. And then he he went on to, to a power five like Dion has, and he had pretty much immediate success his um i think the the kind of uh persona around Steve Spurrier is a little a little different obviously he was more known for his schematics right and his play calling and sure. his out scheming coaches and all that where i think you know Dion uh is where where people kind of uh what people talk about with him is is his recruiting and his amassing of, of talent and the, the level of uh, maybe motivation that he gives uh, gives players. Uh, so there's a difference there, but as far as uh, how the college football world deals with those two people is interesting because they're both very polarizing. Yes. Right? I mean, a lot of when, – when, when Steve Spurrier was at Florida, my God, I mean, like, I mean, people just hated him. You know, and I, I think there's a similar thing there with Dion, 
I think uh, there's just like a hate for him outside of Colorado in a lot of ways. Um, I think there's probably more people um, that embrace Dion outside of Colorado than did outside of Florida with Spurrier uh, because of the change, because of, uh, I think there's a race issue there. You know, Dion is not scared about talking about race and, and talking about um, uh, the, the black race in America and the history. So I think there is, a, um, and that's, that's polarizing, right? That, that polarizes people that, that in a lot of ways. So it's been fascinating to watch. It, re- it really has. Now, are you planning a – well, you're going to the Oregon game. It's not in Colorado. Um, we're visiting with Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports, talking about the big stories. I know we're only a couple weeks in, but we've got some big ones. Coach Prime uh, kicking everybody's tail at Colorado and taking over a, a terrible program, both at Jackson State and Colorado. And Sark finally getting a big win at Texas, his first stop. Um, I mean, his first time to get a big win in three stops, which is incredible. Uh, can you imagine if Prime parlays this into a blue blood program, Ross? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that um, that's the expectation from many within the industry that that that's what it, the goal is, and that's what will eventually uh, will eventually happen. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he's obviously got to keep on winning, uh, but he, he has kind of proved that it doesn't matter where he is, that he's going to get talent, you know, I mean, gosh, <laughs> going back to his high school days, right? He got talent in Texas high school. He got talent at Jackson state in the swack of all places. He got talent at Colorado, um, won one game last year. How about so, this, Ross? Tech, how about Prime at A and M? I mean, dude, <laughs> can you? Got hat back in Texas. Yeah, yeah. that would be something. That that would be uh, that would be. There was a whole lot of talk coming out of Jackson State where Deion Sanders fits uh, the whole fit thing, and boy, Colorado was like not one fit that no one no one really thought that. I mean, I talked to one of his assistants, and again, you know. The staff there in Dion, they're they're they don't shy away from the race talk. And his staff member um, said to me, you know, we got here and we looked around, and basically we're like, wow, you know, this is a lot different than Jackson, Mississippi, right? Or or, or even the the um, the Dallas right inner city. Uh, so it, it's like eighty eight percent white in in Boulder, and and that was something that they talk about. So. It doesn't really matter. I don't think the fit matters with him. He he'll fit anywhere. He's going to get talent anywhere. And Agree. would Yeah, I mean, sure. It'll it'll. It, he I think he he's proven that he'll he can do it anywhere, um, which is amazing. But yeah, it's true. And and he would probably be more than happy to return to the state of Texas. You know, that's where he has. He still has a, a ranch outside of Dallas. Dude, um, probably not far from College Station at all. You know, he wears the cowboy hat. He he, he played at he played for the Cowboys. I mean, uh, you know, he interviewed for the TCU job um, two years ago and and almost got it over Sunny Dykes. I mean, he was one of basically three finalists. Uh, so he that would yeah, I mean that that would be an option. Dude, I, 
Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports on the Out of Bounds Show, Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I'm telling you, that, that's where this thing is lining up. If, if Jimbo can't get it right, even with Petrino, you drop Deion Sanders at A&M with those resources, and like you said, he can get players wherever he is, um, and he's, he's, again, an icon in Texas, playing for the Cowboys and all that. It's, it is game on, and the most, uh, I guess, underachieving program in college football now that Georgia got their mojo going, A&M would, would be back. Um, all right. Now, uh, let's switch gears. What, this weekend, you were talking about big games, and you are maybe interesting games. I can't remember because I follow you on Twitter. Um, but you didn't mention LSU and Mississippi State. You thinking that's going to be a blowout by the Tigers? You know, I, let, I know there was like an oversight on my part. Believe me, I heard from both sides on that one. Uh, uh, blow, you know, I, I'm obviously a Mississippi State grad, and then I covered LSU for five years as a reporter. So uh, I heard from people at the school, and I did not mention that game in my in my list of intriguing games. But no, that it should have been on there. It was just kind of an oversight on. Uh, on my part, uh, because I think that is very intriguing. I don't know. You know, we always we all we all thought LSU was this team over here, and I'm raising my hand above my head. You know, in in during Florida State, especially the second half, they didn't look like that team. Mm. So I don't know how good LSU is. Uh, I, I you know in the Mississippi State right, uh, you know, brand new coach. Uh, Certainly, some some uh, spots that are uh, you know you got new faces. Although you've got you know a veteran quarterback there, and and they you know they didn't put away Arizona, and they almost lost the game. So you don't you don't you don't really know where they're at either. So that is certainly uh, an intriguing one. Another one I left off was Arkansas at BYU or BYU at Arkansas. That is an interesting, an interesting game. one as well. So there there's not a lot of you know there's not any top twenty five matchups this week. But there are some intriguing, um, intriguing games, you know. And it's funny, I just wrote about one of them, which it's not intriguing because because it's going to be a close game. I don't expect it to be a close game. But Alabama plays at South Florida. It's like the first time in 20 years that Alabama will go play a road, non-conference, non-power five game. Um, and it's. Uh, it, it's in, it's interesting. It was interesting to me, and I kind of dove into why they're playing there and, and talked to the folks down in South Florida. But there's some intriguing matchups. And but to get back to your question, I I don't know what to expect, you know, from the LSU Mississippi State. I mean, I you know, if you ask me right now, I, I think I think LSU wins the game. Agree. Um, but I don't. I'm not real confident in that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I think it's seventy thirty LSU. So we'll 11 a.m. kickoff early. I call it the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game. We'll we'll, we'll see how it looks. Uh, I've got a minute. Where are you this weekend? I'm at home. So uh, before I travel out west to uh, Oregon, uh, I took a couple of weeks actually and, and have stayed home after uh, being on the road so much in July and in August. And I did the doubleheader the, the opening weekend. I did TCU Colorado and then did LSU Florida State. So I uh, I'm recuperating. <laughs> nice. Well, we appreciate your time. Um, have a great trip out to the uh, to the West Coast in Eugene in a couple of weeks, and we appreciate it, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, bro. Thank you. Ross Stellinger, read his work. He does a great job covering college football. Yahoo Sports. Ross Stellinger, 
Yahoo Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Show today is brought to you by Kincaid's Fine Clothing in Ridgeland on Jackson Street. Yeah, they'll get you game day ready for the Grove this weekend in Ole Miss and uh, the Junction and Starkville, Mississippi. Great-looking shirts. Great-looking Ole Miss and Mississippi State shirts plus pants. It's almost pullover weather. Better get your mind right. If you got a wedding coming up, sport coats, suits, all at Kincaid's Fine Clothing. Let Keith Kincaid and his team at Kincaid's Fine Clothing in Ridgeland take care of you. That's Kincaid's Fine Clothing in Ridgeland on Jackson Street. And the show is also brought to you by the amazing Smoked Meats at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Glugstadt for lunch. 